Hi, I'm Paul Johnson. Thanks for listening to the podcast from Life Support. But I would say the acting, to your point about the difficulty of it, that at times was was painful, painful, um, beyond words. But when you know the purpose for, 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 for what you're going through, you know, what you're experiencing, boy, I mean, that's some, I mean, really, that's mm-hmm. what more do you need, right? Mm-hmm. That's you right. know why you're doing what you're doing, then who, who can stop you? Writer, director, and actor Chris Cruzen joins Pastor Paul again on Life Support. Chris is releasing a new film called Let Me Have My Son, the true story of mental illness, hope, and the love between a father and his son who suffers from a mental illness. Welcome back to Life Support. Everything you do from then on is different. One of the detectives, I think his name was He was a golden boy. All we can do right now is come together. Extreme domestic violence, multiple rapes. Hey, on Life Support, we talk about topics that maybe other programs don't, but what we believe is that through trauma, through difficulties, through suffering, God does a work in us in ways that Sometimes we don't have done in times of joy, in times of gladness. And so um, we don't go to the dark side, but we do talk about difficult topics. And the man we have with us today um, knows about struggle. His name is Chris Cruzen. He's a filmmaker and a writer, president of Messenger Films. And in our last time together, Chris, you were telling me about your son, Daniel, through a journey of mental illness and Mm -hmm. the struggles with that and the parental heartbreak with that, and we ended up at the end talking about this movie that you kind of landed on mm. through this because that's your background and that's what you do, mm. and it's called Let Me Have My Son. Mm. And what I'm intrigued about as a father who um, has journeyed with children with mental illness, who's lost his son through violent crime and through all of these things in my heart, I'm always thinking, I wish somebody could hear this story. I wish somebody could have known my son. Mm. I wish somebody could look inside my son and see past his mental illness and to who he really is. Mm. And so I see this title, Let Me Have My Son. Mm. Tell me about that. And tell me how this formed in your mind to make this movie. And then what do you do when you get an idea like this? (laughs) Because uh, for most of us, we're thinking movies seem like 100 miles away. Mm. You know, so Mm. what kind of process have you gone through to do this, yeah. <clears throat> well, perhaps I could just take a moment to—I'll say—fully answer the last question sure. you asked me when we last spoke. Please do. Um, and that is to say, I yes, I've wanted to make this movie to elevate my son and tell his story and 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 there there thereby dignify him, if you will. I also have wanted to make this film uh, in an effort to bring some comfort to others um, who have gone through you know, similar things or, or even somewhat related things because suffering is suffering, right? Yep, yep. And um, it may not be mental illness. It could be something else um, or it could be maybe at the fringe of mental illness. It could have been 
suicide, perhaps. I, you know, whatever it is, mm-hmm. uh, there's a there's kind of a, a thread there uh, um, that people re- can relate to one another through. And so, but who who among us, I guess you could say, gets to make a movie about that experience, right? So, I really want this movie to be a shared experience, if, if I can say it, say that where. Parents and siblings, by the way, and close friends, not yeah. just parents. Yep. Um, this is a way to connect mm-hmm. um, in their individual suffering. So that's very, very important for me uh, in the making of this film. And, and now to answer the question that, that you just asked, I would say, well, what happened was I did put those prayer letters that I talked about, I did put those prayer letters together into a book, and I kind of thought, well, that'll that'll be it, you know, in terms of um, how far I take this, if you will. But the idea of making a film about it uh, never began to come into my, my heart and, and never really left me. And because I'm a writer, because I'm a writer, I... I decided, well, let me start to put some of the thoughts and impressions that I'm receiving, let me begin to put them together into a script, a screenplay. And, you know, we can just take it from there. This is an inner dialogue I'm having. We'll see see how it turns out and see if maybe there's potential in that process to make a film. And so I just kind of set to work um, on on what we call a spec basis you know no one had hired me to write this screenplay it was purely personal at that point and 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 deeply personal and then I began to think well what approach do I take to the story do I make it as a documentary which is really not my forte to be quite honest or do I take a more narrative filmmaking approach and I decided more on the narrative uh, approach and um, but then I began to think well, uh, he's been institutionalized for so many years. Nothing much has really happened. Uh, now, that's kind of a dumb thing to say for a filmmaker to say that because you can do anything. Yeah, uh, for sure. Uh, you, can, mm-hmm. uh, you can make anything interesting, mm-hmm. slice-of-life story. So mm-hmm. maybe we should excise that comment. No, I understand <laughs> what you're getting at, though. It, yeah. I mean, as far as the, the narrative that we see from the outside, it seems to have stalled, but there's a lot going on, of course, yeah. that— yeah, stalled. That's yeah. a good word. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but anyway, what I decided upon eventually—well, I shouldn't say I decided upon. I kind of got an inspiration for for how to tell the story, which would be uh, that—and I don't want to give away everything, but let me put it to you this way, if I may: the movie begins with a crawl at the beginning of. These words, I want to tell you the story of my son, more to the point perhaps the story of his father. A good bit of what you are about to see is true. More than that is true of how it felt. Mm. And even more than that is true of how it will be. Mm. 
Well, now, if you're out there in the audience, Christian or not, it's kind of mysterious, isn't it? So it a is. good bit about what I'm about to see is true, but more is true as to how it felt. Hmm. How does that translate visually? You know, <laughs> and he's, that's but that's all deliberate, of course, because yeah. as as you will see when you watch the film, it is it is not purely a factual depiction of events. There are departures into other realms, if if I may put it that way, and and yet it does tell a complete story. And for me, most importantly, both for my son and myself, frankly, is what it points to at the end in terms of what it shall be. Yeah. That's, that'll be a huge takeaway uh, for the audience. And I, only, I can only pray that, um, that that message of what it shall yet be will fall on fertile ground. I know it won't fall on fertile ground everywhere. We have the parable of the sower to instruct us that that does not happen. Mm-hmm. Seed falls on a hardened path. It falls in the thorns among rocks. But some of the seed falls on fertile ground. Yeah. And it bears an abundant harvest. And God will take it where he wants it to go. Yeah. And he'll, he'll, he'll help it to land the way he wants it to land. And as I'm listening to you talk about this film, let me have my son. I mean, I, I'm getting emotional thinking about what I might see. And um, I can't even imagine how hard that must have been to write. I mean, it it must have opened up a lot of wounds and, and probably healing at the end of the day. Yeah. It's kind of like when you're talking about a tragedy and it's so difficult, but you find at the end, oh, that helped. Yeah, I know? believe the word is catharsis. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, is that how you, it, was it a difficult experience to do? Yes, and... Perhaps acting the role mm. of the father was more difficult than the, but they were both difficult or challenging, but ultimately rewarding. You know, I, I'm a director first and foremost, though I love acting. I think if I had a choice, I'd just pick acting, you know, because I'd really enjoy acting. But historically, I've been much more behind the camera. <clears throat> uh, and so, and not only that, uh, in this particular film, I'm playing the leading role. I mean, so I'm very much in front of the camera a lot, you know. And what that does, or the the pitfall there, the danger, is that you know sometimes you you miss things because mm-hmm. you're you're so much into the acting part, the directing can you know get away from you. Mm-hmm. And so that was that was a challenge to make sure I was able to keep the. Um, that part of it intact, the directing. Um, but I would say the acting, to, to your point about the difficulty of it, that at times was was painful, mm. painful, um, yeah, beyond words. But when you know the purpose for, 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 for what you're going through, you know, or what you're experiencing, Boy, I mean, that's some. I mean, really, that's mm-hmm. what more do you need, right? Mm-hmm. That's if right. you know why you're doing what you're doing, then who who can stop you? More from Pastor Paul and Chris Cruzen in just a moment, talking about Chris's new film, "Let Me Have My Son." 
This is Steve Johnson, Executive Director of Five Stone Media, a co-presenter of this program. And we are introducing a brand new video curriculum series called Caring for Mental Health. This 10-part series is available at no cost and is designed to help you and others come alongside those who are struggling with mental health. If you'd like to learn more, go to lifesupportresources.org, lifesupportresources.org. And now back to Pastor Paul. And we know that the purpose goes beyond just a, a, as we talked last time, a temporal moment. Um, That can be hugely motivating as well and can really fortify us when we're talking about difficult issues. I don't like going places and talking about my stuff. I don't relish when somebody calls and says, can you come over here and talk about victim reconciliation and this kind of stuff. But I do it because I know God wants me to, and then every time I do it, God just comes with me, and we get through it together, and and we, at the end of the day, there'll always be like one person who kind of, you drive away going, I think it helped that one person, and that was worthwhile. That's right. So you're doing this all on your own. You're starting this whole process. Mm. So how do you go about then gathering a crew and doing all the things you need to do to, to make a movie? Yeah. Well, fortunately, I, I have I have some experience to draw on. Yep. So, what's that saying? It's not my first rodeo. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yep. Um, so that helps, of course. Even I will say, the man who's doing the score, the music score, who's composing the music, he's worked with me on three other films in the past. So you know, there's a shorthand there. There's a relationship. Our sound designer, who's here locally in the Minneapolis area. Uh, we've worked together before, um, but a lot of people it was the first time I'd ever worked with them, and and it's 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 always a challenge, you know. Producing, I'm I'm also one of the producers on the film, so that's this the nuts and bolts of it all, and making sure the train is moving down the track. Um, fundraising is a big nothing happens without the money. <laughs> yeah, right. And you'll hear people say. Right kind of universally, the most difficult part of making a film is raising the finances. Yeah. The, you hear that just everywhere. And that was I, I was no exception mm-hmm. in regard to that. Mm-hmm. But again, I had been in this position before where I had nothing to start with, and I just began kind of scratching, <laughs> mm-hmm. knocking at whatever door would present itself. A Messenger of Films is a 501c3, so uh, we've existed through contributions over the years, <clears throat> the kindness and generosity of donors. So I went to some of those donors to just kind of get this thing moving, you know, mm-hmm. kick it off, can put some seed money in here to get us going. And, and some people did do that. But this movie in particular was very, very difficult for me, uh, for us to to navigate uh, because the finances really kind of trickled in. But you know what? They trickled in right when they were needed. <laughs> yeah, it seems well. like that's how God does it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then just a month ago, we received a major gift, which just allowed us to just vault forward on our post-production because the movie's completely filmed. Um, 
apart from one little postscript we're doing next week, mm-hmm. uh, is completely filmed, it's edited, and now we're into the music and the sound design and this, all the visual effects and so forth. Uh, so, so a long process. It's this film, the idea... Or, or that process I mentioned to you earlier about, well, let me just sit down and start writing. Yeah. That probably began four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. And then I remember in February of 2018, so now two and a half years ago, I completed a very rough first draft of the script. And I said, you know what? We have something here. This is. This is genuine. This is real. This deserves to be made into a film. And that realization really has kept me going right up to the moment. Hmm. All right. Off topic a little bit. Um, define these terms for me, okay? Because we all just go to the movies. We have no idea what's, you know, we watch the movie. That was great. Not great. Whatever. Okay. You see executive producer. You see producer. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you see executive producer, executive producer, executive producer, executive producer, <laughs> producer. Okay, define those two terms quickly for me. What What does an executive producer do? Well, typically the executive producer is the money guy. The, okay, the fundraiser or the or the one who has the money that puts it into the, the investor? He either has the money or he makes the connection. Gotcha, okay. Uh, or he has some name mm-hmm. draw, mm-hmm. like Steven Spielberg could be could agree. Obviously, he won't do it. Do it. If he doesn't agree, but yep. lend his name to the project, mm-hmm. that's all he does. Mm-hmm. But that's huge, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, a producer, on the other hand, is possibly one of the hardest working people you'll ever meet. And he's the guy that I, I like to say, he, he, he keeps the train on the tracks. Uh, we, you know, there's just perhaps you saw the funny commercial some years ago where the director, it's a TV commercial, and he's, mm-hmm. And he's saying, bigger, bigger. He wants it bigger. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> and trust me, there's a producer off in the wings there saying, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, smaller. <laughs> yeah. Right. So he's keeping the project on time. He's keeping the money. Uh, he's watching the budget, all those kind of things. Sure. And yeah. then when you talk about and doing – by the way, you have – you have subsets of producers. You oh. have a production manager and a production coordinator and a line producer <laughs> and an associate producer. And a lot of stuff assistant. going on. So, yeah. And then what about – so you mentioned post. You're doing the, the, the work. What is, the, what is involved with that? Well, post-production, the, the, the post after refers to after the filming is complete. Okay. So that involves the editing, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, the color correction or color grading of the picture because a lot of people, you mentioned an audience not knowing, next time you go see a movie, look at the colors that you see up there, assuming it's in color, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, it might have a, a this bluish kind of tint to it all or it might be reddish or orangish, right? Those are all deliberate choices mm-hmm. that are made. Um, so that's called color grading or correction. And then you have the composition of the score, huge, right? So the director sits down with the composer and they go through the whole movie and they talk about where where, where we should have music, what kind of music. When you edit the film, you use a temp track. You might borrow music from other movies 
and put it in there to give the composer an idea of I what see. you're looking for. Sure. And then, of course, the another big thing is visual effects, if there are. And the huge, a huge part is sound design, hmm. especially in audiences today. Uh, sound design is a huge, huge aspect of a film. Appreciate the uh, creating a quality film hinges to a great degree on the sound. You know, is it you have layers of sound, and you just, that's part of transporting the viewer into that other world. The sound just sort of carries you away. Hmm. Very important. So we're in the midst of all of that post-production right now. Well, thank you for explaining that. That's fascinating. Um, all right, we have a lot of people listening who are prayer warriors, all right? Mm-hmm. So let me have my son. You thought maybe October. Yes. How can people specifically pray for the project? I would say specifically pray that the movie will become a viral sensation <laughs> mm-hmm. because we don't have name actors to draw all the people that would oh let's go see the Liam Neeson movie right even right. though it's the same movie you know well he's so. taking it's <laughs> taken ten now I think but Liam Neeson so you know yeah. there's a draw that's right we don't have those sort of built-in mm-hmm. draws uh, in this film um, but we believe it's a film with heart mm-hmm. um, it's a film as 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 my production manager said during the time of filming he said you know this film he said to me one day. This film is just quirky enough that it might really find an audience. You know? Interesting. <laughs> and Interesting. it is a little quirky in places. Yeah. And I also would like to say to those prayer warriors uh, who are obviously believers, yep. I pray the church at large will get behind this film. It's not the churchy kind of film that mm-hmm. maybe a lot mm-hmm. are used to, yep. but it is very, I, I want to say, bold and centered on the faith. But it's done in a way that's taking into account that a lot of people in the audience don't share that faith. Yeah. So how are you? How do you talk? Do you talk through a bullhorn at yeah, people that's who don't right. know the no, Lord? No, you have to get to them other ways. <laughs> right. That's exactly right. Um, and by the way, this program has an incredible reach, so you're already on your way. I mean, uh, <laughs> everybody comes here first. Um, and you're thinking October— Actually, I have come to you first. You're my first podcast about that. Well, maybe you're in a lot of trouble, <laughs> and I'm not sure. Um, so, uh, and you said watch for the streaming services? Yes. Uh, I mean— <clears throat> it'll will will be you know this this is we need money for marketing okay. i'm in the process right now of raising money for the marketing publicity which advertising would be a part of that right we can advertise on tv and elsewhere that you can watch it on hulu or amazon or uh, pray that it pray that netflix would be open yeah. to it that's a yep. prayer request right there okay. but but i don't want to i don't want people to say oh god give us netflix give us netflix. no god give us the distribution that you want yeah that really is the best yeah Yeah. the best he already knows he knows and he's working on that already i have a feeling he's been working on that for a long time yeah um i want to thank you for being here and sharing your story because um when you're dealing with a child you love so much and you know you talked last time about how um you began with like a typical father and you have the perfect child and and life sort of happens um yeah you know, I just want to, I think you and I would agree that really the message we have here is hope. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And so there may be someone right now that's, man, I just don't see a way. I don't see a way. It's dark. It's, But there's hope. So Absolutely. don't don't give up. That's right. No. Yeah. And hope is, even in our Christian circles, it's, it's often underrated. Yes, it uh, is. Compared to 
love and faith. Love, of course, beats them all. We know that. Yeah. But we, we, we currently have a tagline for our film that says, uh, love completes what hope begins. Mm. And uh, you're right. Don't give up on hope. I haven't, and I won't. <laughs> I won't either, because one day we're all going to be together and be with Christ, and, and we'll, we'll understand more, and we'll, we'll be where we need to be. Let Me Have My Son is the film. Chris Cruzen, what an awesome time together. Thanks so much for being here. Oh, it's a pleasure. Really appreciate it. And, you know, we're talking about hope, and the Bible is full of hope. The gospel is about hope. It's about the hope of Jesus coming to our earth and ministering among us and dying on the cross for sin, paying the penalty that we should have paid. And so all who believe in Jesus can have eternal life and have our sins forgiven. And then the hope really comes because he rose again, he's alive today, Jesus is coming back. And so even when life throws things at us that we just don't understand and and we're hurting and we've been betrayed or whatever the situation is, we know that Jesus Christ is coming back again. And so I want you to know that God is with you, he loves you, and he is working on your behalf. And that's the stories we like to tell here. I want to thank my partners that make life support possible. Faith Radio has given us a wonderful platform. Five Stone Media provides a video version of this podcast. You can see that at fivestonemedia.com. You can check us out here at Ridgewood Church, too. We've got it on our website at myrwc.org. And again, don't give up hope. Remember what we just talked about and watch for the movie, Let Me Have My Son. And thanks for listening to Life Support. Life Support is a co-production of Five Stone Media and Ridgewood Church in Minnetonka, Minnesota. Thanks for listening to this Life Support podcast. These conversations are available because of listener support. You can make a gift now at MyFaithRadio.com. To avoid missing future editions of Life Support, subscribe to the podcast today at iTunes or your podcast player. And thanks for sharing this audio link with a friend and grow the impact of Life Support.